What are you doing? Ah, just sitting back, relaxing, thinking about how great it is that we finally, uh, long ago, finished Grey's Anatomy podcasting after we ran out of episodes. I got some bad news for you, buddy. Welcome to A Hard Grey's Night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm Mick Amazed We're Back. <laughs> and yes, we are back! What, what? So, um, so let's just come clean about this episode. Yeah, we, uh, we already watched this episode, so I was not about to watch it for a third time. Because <laughs> as we know, I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy at least once because of Allie. Yep. Uh, so we watched it about... Six months ago, yes. or what? Like basically a week after the last one that aired, we watched it, expecting you know we'd be responsible, non-terrible podcasters yeah. and keep up with a regular schedule like we were planning to. Yeah, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. But I am not about to rewatch a goddamn episode, even though this is technically one of the milestone it is episodes, quite possibly one of the best episodes. Which is why it's going to be great that this is going to be one of the worst podcasts because it's been I perfect. think, like on our sister podcast, uh, we just did one of my, one of the best movies of the '80s and. Uh, we probably recorded one of our worst episodes about it. Yeah. So this is like a thing we're doing now. It's so what thing. we're going to do is we're kind of going to use uh, our notes and the Grey's Anatomy Wiki, which let's go ahead and credit them. It's graysanatomy.wikia.com yeah. because these people, you would not believe they are so how we get there. In depth. You know, if you don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy but want to literally know everything that happened in this episode, like I like like here, let's I'm not going to do anything like this the whole time but literally this is the first paragraph of their full summary alex and izzy are on the porch and it is pouring rain and thunder she opens the front door and methodically says i had a good time and adds sarcastically really thank you it was the perfect evening best date ever alex says her name she continues you know i especially like the part where you treated me like crap the entire night that was fun alex says I had a good time. She says, really? He honestly says, yes. That is the first paragraph of a billion. You basically can get, it's like getting the novelization of the episode. It is. It's, like the it's way, almost like, as if. Like the way Doctor Who used to novelize their cereal, yeah, cereals and such. Crazy. So you can, can I, read, yeah. I, I want to bring up also that I find it really amusing that this particular episode, which is season five, uh, this is episode five, uh, sorry, this is season two, episode five. Wow. Bring it back, Allie. Um, what I love the best about this is the title of this particular episode, which I'm I'm sorry, John, but it is absolutely perfect for what for how you feel. Yeah, this is really literally it's called "Bring the Pain." And now let us actually, unlike I think we no, I think we remembered to do this last time, but Lord yeah. knows because I don't remember who knows. What, like who knows what we said the last time. I don't but remember. This is our this is our traditional moment where we assign a review of the actual song. Yeah, you know, and and kind of is it suited for the episode? Yeah. Um, once again, the title is really unrelated to the actual song. Like, as far as the title of the I like, it's just a clever title to go along with the episode. The song itself's content has not. Much oh, to do I disagree. About it. I think that the the title has a hundred percent. No, to no, do the title episode. has everything. I'm saying oh, the content oh, of the, the con- song. song. Yes. The song is "Bring the Pain" by Method Man off his debut album Tikal. Um, it's one of the songs that I was actually like I hadn't heard it in a long time, but like re-listening to it, I'm I'm actually familiar with this. You know, I I, I enjoy the woo. <laughs> You know, they're one of the they're one of the uh, suburban white guys who are allowed to like this hip hop hip hop bands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but um, that's a joke. But um, terrible joke, but a joke nonetheless. 
But yeah, this was this was Method Man's. I think it was his first single. Like after, like not after leaving Wu Tang. That's not how Wu Tang works. It, uh, it's his first single off his first solo album. And uh, yeah, like Method Man at the time was kind of the breakout, the first breakout star of Wu Tang. I mean, I think Ghostface kind of kind of uh, took most of it. After like years later, he won the the long standing prize. But like Method Man was the, the, their first real breakout guy. Sure. And this is a this is a pretty solid, uh, you know, like New York East Coast rap single. You know, it's definitely, I, I like it a lot. He, I like Method Man's flow. I always have. It's got a uh, appealing gruffness to it, you know. And, uh, you know, what do you think of it? So there, I, I uh, <laughs> um, I'm not, it's terrible to say, I'm not very familiar with a lot of rap. And I, it's funny because I used to be really, um, uh, I would like, uh, and you love Hamilton. It's so weird. <laughs> no, well, I was gonna say, I think over the years, I've actually changed my feeling about rap. What it originally had become is that I, I felt like so much was going by so fast that I couldn't catch on to what was going on. It also, honestly, like, didn't I didn't understand what the culture was that created it. And now that I know a heck of a lot more than I did back then. Um, it's a big joke with us that I don't like rap, but I don't think it's actually true. I think I really do like rap. I think it just, I'm not exposed to an, a lot of it. And so as I yeah. as I slowly get to learn some of it, I'm actually really intrigued by a lot of it. And this yeah. particular song, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, 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 may, I, may I suggest, uh, unrelated then, uh, may I suggest uh, Enter the 36 Chambers, uh, the first Wu-Tang Clan album. I sure, really I would it. I would love to listen. Um, we can definitely do that. And I think also I have been, um, I'm in a different place in my life than I was probably back when we first used to talk about this. And my my listening to music is different, just the way that I do it. So I feel like I'm probably much yeah. more much more in a way where yeah, I can I think, listen to music now yeah, I than think I, I was I, back like, then. Even like, like when we were like, and I guess it's not, I say when we were first dating, like it was like really recently, but we've technically been together over a decade. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's been a while. But yeah, when we were first dating, I, I know you were much more dismissive of the concept because I think you came out of it from, you You were a musician. Yes. You were a pianist. You were trained in more like traditional Western melody-based music. You know, like the whole point of like having like, you know, like beats with, you know, with, with, with rhymes over it was less for you. Like the sampling bothered you at the it time, did. you know, like I think the whole culture of sampling, I don't think you got. So I, I get it. Like it was a different thing for you. Yeah. You know, and man, I'm going to try and talk as much about not Grey's Anatomy <laughs> as I can get away with. <laughs> this is the plan. If Which I can... is really sad because again, this is such a good this episode. This is actually a pretty darn good episode by Grey's Anatomy yeah, standards. It really it is. is. A, it's, it's, it's the episode, it's an episode that really, it, George comes into his own this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, in a weird way, because he it, it highlights his weakness, this is actually a fairly strong Alex episode. Yes. Because we start learning, because we start seeing, he, he starts to become a human being and not a caricature. Um, yeah, this is, uh, we're starting to, we're starting to you know, get, get Christina and Burke's relationship is starting to flesh out. And we get the first of many attempts to turn uh, Meredith and Derek into a Cheers Sam and Diane thing. Yeah, it's true. Which... The show uh, has mixed success with over the years. So um, let's talk a little bit. I guess since we since what we've got here is um, oh I've got to go. I'll be, get your notes. Yeah, they're right here. They're not too far. I just realized I didn't put them next to me. I expected the dog to attack me. And I did too, and actually, for a second. Because I've got I've, we've we've got these notes that we wrote six months ago in right. my incredibly bad handwriting. But 
Okay, so so the, the the thing that I think is important to note here is basically the what you said originally, which is about Alex and becoming a, a yeah. human being in this episode, and it happens in two places. Um, and we'll go into the second place, which I think is the more yeah. important place. But this first one is actually after this date. And what struck me about Alex a- after this date with Izzy is the fact that even though she feels like he treated her like shit and I would not I would not deny that he probably did during the date. We don't see the date. We just see the aftermath of the date. Um, but we did see before the date. And Alex had get, gotten some bad news that he was, you know, hadn't passed some of his board so he was in a bad mood. And I think he felt like maybe his time wasn't going to end was going to end here but he still really likes Izzy so there's this like conflict and I have I cannot tell you how many guys I've dated like that I've dated those idiot jerks who don't understand (laughs) not you I'm raising my hand (laughs) no but the one before you who don't understand their own emotions and don't understand how to handle it when they when how to how to just be oh how to be okay with their own emotions yeah so they don't know how to, I don't they don't express to, it to be fair I don't either but I I, I can bluff better you're so different <laughs> oh my god you're so different but my point is that you know wow, we're really nice on this podcast I know we should yeah. be we, listen to us on matchmaking space for the real the yeah, real relationship the real, no uh, but you're no, not no you're much you you have a very di- you have a different concept because you are willing to show your emotions in a way that isn't trying to hide them because you're embarrassed like <laughs> not to bring in Tara's house yeah but they did just talk about this yeah, the terrace when, house aloha state aloha we're, we're, when when a lot of times, which is a, which is uh for because it's i don't know if it's that popular i know a lot of people are into it but not netflix. everyone it's a netflix it's a japanese reality show on netflix it's really good it's basically anyway, the real world if it didn't suck right it's beautiful um, anyway long story short my point is that she brings up the fact they had real humans on it yeah. truth uh and not just like cast for the producers um but they they bring up the fact that he's harsh one of the characters is harsh in his in the way he responds to things because he's embarrassed. And it was such a great, perfect explanation of what happens with a lot of guys who are insecure yeah. about their emotions. And, and I will say, as I've said before, Alex ends up being one of the best characters on the show. Agreed. Because, and they almost fucked him they over almost, this season they and came did. real close. They did. Like, I'm, I hate that I'm starting to have feelings about this show in ways that annoy me. You know, like, I don't think it's a good show, but I, I have very strong feelings for certain characters, and I'm very protective of Alex because it t- takes them a long time to turn Alex into a decent person. Yeah. And, like, they almost completely undid it in the past season, and I get why they did it because yeah. it makes every it raises the stakes. And they've raised it again, apparently, with him, if I'm not mistaken, with the fire me if whatever. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, whatever. Um, but, um, like, as but as I said in my notes about this first scene, Alex is a human dumpster fire. Yes. In this. But he still will end up looking better than Izzy in the end. Yes. And by yes. the way, I've apparently, judging by the wiki, I've, mis- I've been misspelling Izzy the whole time. Apparently the show spells it I-Z-Z-I-E. Oh, they do? Whereas I spell it like Izzy... I-Z-Z-Y. Like Izzy Stradlin yeah, yeah, of Guns yeah. N' Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the coolest member of Guns N' Roses, so, with the possible exception funny. of Duff McKagan. <laughs> yeah, if you see my notes, I spell it I Z Z Y, so they're stupid. Yeah. But uh, again, I'm not surprised. It is Shonda really likes her weird named people. Thatcher, yeah. Thatcher. Yeah. Well, Izzy actually has, I think, a normal. Isn't her name? Her name Isabel? is Isabel. Isabel. It's not a weird. I don't know anybody, but I think. I mean, it's fine because like Lizzie. Is well, Isabel is more. Spelled. Well, I will say Isabel is. Well, Lizzie is usually spelled with an I. I. I think That's it's just saying. honestly. I think it's just Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses that's making me think. I've or, always spelled well, it I Z Z Y. I Z Z Y. Usually, to be honest, though, that's usually a man's name, like Maybe. Isidore. It's a Jewish man's name usually. Maybe. Like, 
Yeah, Isidore is usually so unless you're unless you're Frizz Freeling, then you then then your Isidore is turned into Frizz. So but, uh, okay, so then let's move on. So then, um, so Stevens gets uh, Izzy get. So the, now we're back in the hospital. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, there's a there's a there's a, a spinal implant. It says all. Oh, they're allergic to all the pain meds. Oh, yeah, that's right. a, that's Henry. That's Le- Henry, Henry Lamont. Oh, let, me, let me. I'm going to scroll down to. Again, we're we're relying on this wiki. Yeah, because we, but I remember this. So Henry yeah, Lamont is his Yang name. gets assigned this patient, and this patient is allergic to everything. He can't have any pain medication, but he's having a he has a spinal uh, a spinal implant. And when they walk and when they walk in on him, he's just casually and blasely watching porn. And his, his wife, wife is, is just knitting, sitting there knitting knitting. While he's watching porn, and I, I will say this, um, I very much was frustrated with this scene, yeah, because it feels really try hard. It's like, oh, we're really going to be shocking here. Like, I, I, I like my um, my my notes on here. Basically, I wrote, oh, come on with the porn discussion, because I think I, I remember I remember it being like, chill the fuck out, Grey's Anatomy. We get it. You're being edgy. Like, I felt like it was legitimately, the, the show was trying so hard to be like, here's a reason to throw porn in. Well, uh, I, and I think that there is an element, is, okay, a very... Oh, God, ew. Okay, let me finish. Ew, I just, I'm reading the notes and I remembered a okay. line, and I think it might have been why I said, oh, come on. Great. So... Um, let me tell you when you're done. Okay, so one of the things that happens is, I, that I know happens in the show, because I <laughs> I have listened to Shonda's book, is that there are a lot of pieces that they pull from actual cases that have oh, happened. I'm sure. So I guarantee this is something that has happened. I'm not saying news. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Right, I'm right, just I saying understand it's, that. Yeah, I'm it's just cheap say, the way they do of it. Of course. So but the point is that he's obviously he's watching the porn because he can't use any of the pain management and it is the only way they can manage the pain is by watching porn because it it you know incites the pleasure senses and blah blah blah. Yeah, like it, it triggers something in his brain which yeah, it's can, like, tamps, tamps, tamps down, his, down the pain, pain and gives receptors. him pleasure. But um it's Go ahead. But the, the, this is what I think was the moment, and I think, like, I think I, like, I remember. Do you remember when we watched this and like I suddenly like retched and like vomit came out of my tear ducts because I was holding every other part of my body? Remember no, that? Remember no, that? I like, don't I, remember I threw that. up inside my own head. I didn't see that. It must you, have been. You don't invisible. remember that? Well, this is why. Um, it, it is uh, Christina, Izzy, and Meredith stare a fix at the screen, and they all tilt their heads to the right at the same time. Yes. Christina says, "That does not look comfortable." Meredith says, says "Trust, Trust me, me, it's it is not. not." And yes. oh, <laughs> no! Is it because no? But here's my question: Is it because it was Meredith who said it? Mostly, yes. Mostly, okay. yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's mostly. just a personal thing against Meredith. Yes. Which I we've established is normal and right and proper. Okay. All right. As long as I <laughs> Meredith know. sucks. We know that. Okay. Stevens has a cardiac patient. She's she's assigned to the cardiac patient. Uh, um, is she? That's what it says here. Uh, Pete, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm, you're right. Let's we'll see the Izzy, next the next Stevens. patient. Yeah. Oh, but no. But the next patient and is gray, uh, is the one with gray. No, gray it's Jacqueline? actually it's actually uh, it's actually George and okay. Alex. Okay, so George and Alex. It's Pete Willoughby. He's the cop who get, got shot. Gets a cop who got sh- he has a gunshot wound. Yeah, and uh, oh, excuse me, just a minute. I'm gonna. Scroll down to see if there's like any other information about him that we need to make sure we talk. Well, about. until we talk about later. Yeah, he's a yeah he's a 25 year old cop who was shot on his chest in the job. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that's uh, Alex and George are like kind of fighting over that. And okay. They kind of both end up. With they it. both end up with it. Then Gray, which is because it's in the chest, ends it's up with be Burke. ends up with Shepard, and they deal with um, this woman who has I, numb I legs is, and yeah. back pain. She's. Of the Hmong religion, is that how you say it? How you say it? I don't want to say it wrong. Um, is she? Yes, uh, I don't know the religion. It's Anna Chui. Yeah, is her name. 
And she and her and uh, yeah, her father Francois Chow. For, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Chewy is played by a guy named Mr. Chow. So <laughs> I just got really confused for a minute God, when I was trying Chewy, to read that. Um, let me Mr. go. Let me go ahead Chewy, and scroll. Mr. Chow. Oh, I get yeah, it. I get but, what you're um, saying. But the the religion they're in is well, it's a shamanistic religion. Right. They, she says like, the Hmong people or something the, yeah, like that. Like, um, let me see. Uh, oh, it's not this part, but yes, a shaman. Yeah, um, but yeah, she is of, of some, yeah, Hmong. Oh, it's the Hmong people. The Hmong H- people. H-M-O-N-G, the Hmong Oh, Hmong. Okay, I wrote yeah. that wrong. Okay, great. Um, and, it, and I'm not, I, I don't know exactly all the details where of it. They're, where they're from. I know that name. I've heard the name before. But the big thing about it is that they can't, they can't perform the uh, surgery on her. Because the ancestors don't want it. The, answers ha- the ancestors have to agree that it's okay. Right. And and um, and she even like says, like she's like a very modern person, but she's got to do it the, the, this, this the, way. Right, because the elders... And, like, the, so the right. whole... like they're, they're, they're basically, for the point of the, the show, is their quest is going to be to find a shaman. Who can help bring can the help, ancestors help to bring the agree ancestors that this is the right... Get it to work. Get it to work. And they're right. tr- but they're trying to convince her to just do it. And her father is ultra... Ultra, like, and he's a big deal. And he's big, very, big yeah. deal. He's a powerful this, man. Powerful man. He's the patriarch, and it's like she's not right. going to cross him. No. And, so, uh, so she was diagnosed with mixopapillary ependymoma. You want to try it? You're not going to be able to say it either, are you? Mixopapillary. Mixo. Mixo. Oh, mixo. Are you right? Mixo papillary. That's a, I'm Epin- fine with that word. Ependymoma. 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 Okay. Remember Either the way. that show with the three pandas that would turn into one giant panda from the Anyway. Oh, man, that was a good show. No. So that's the... Honest to God, they get the shaman. The shaman comes, sings the shaman song, and life is restored. <laughs> sings the shaman song. Well, I mean, it's true. And the, the, the ancestors agree that she should get the surgery and life is amazing. Like, Dinosaur like that's the singing. entire arc of that particular story. And you really don't need to know more. Yeah, by the way, if anyone heard me saying dinosaurs singing in the background there, that is a Sandra Boynton children's book reference that I just made because we have a four-year-old. Um, um. I also <laughs> want to just jump back to the porn patient. I, I want to basically get all the patients out yeah. of the way until we get to the gunshot wound because he's kind of the biggest yeah, deal. They, they, okay, well, let's right. make sure we so have... So let's jump a, back to porn there's, patient. There's two more patients. There's okay. another patient. Okay, well, let's... Two more patients. Uh, okay, go for it. Well, one of them is just Alice Gray because oh, okay. she's set to be discharged. Right. Uh, and then there's Verna Bradley. And Verna is... Verna is... Uh, she is Izzy <gasps> Oh, right. That's cardiac pa- right, the cardiac With stress-induced cardiomyopathy. Right. And she came to the ER with signs of a heart attack. And the, the symptoms appear every year on the same day. Now, yeah, that's the thing. Is it right. turns out... It, like, she's married. She's with this person, her husband. And every year she has this heart attack at the same day. They have this whole big, and they like, don't realize they have it on the same. It. They don't have. They don't realize that it's yeah, on the same haven't... date until until Izzy goes and looks at her chart. Yeah, and she's like, you "Well, have... I think she kind of knew, but her husband didn't." Right, her husband. And, and it turns out what had happened was like seven years previously, her neighbor died, and she had a long like. I don't know if she was having an affair with him or if she was. She was having an affair with him. With him. They were in love with each other. Well, I don't know if they actually like com- like. But she was in love affair. with him, and he was in love with her. Like they were so. They were in love. And they never got to really be together, and then he died. Right, yeah. And she was never going to leave her husband. It wasn't one of those things, but it was this moment of, like, they both knew that they were supposed to be together, but they couldn't. They... Oh! I, oh, by the way, uh, going back to Mr. Chewy or whatever, 
That's the that's the guy from Lost. Oh, that's right. It's the guy who it's he was the, the guy the, wrote, the doctor the doctor from Lost who's in all those old videos from the seventies yes, and yes. Then they go back in time. That's right. They go back guy. in time. Spoilers um, to the seventies. He's there like as an actual character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, that's the dad. That's really that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, I learned that I went through my notes and yes. actually looked it up. I, so, but um, as far as this patient goes, she remembers that it's the same day because she remembers that it was the day that her, this neighbor died, um, and she's heartbroken and that's really what it is like as he says to her later she says your heart is broken and that's what's going on yeah. you're just reliving Which the same real science. day that's science that well works. actually i think i think that, again i don't think they pull this stuff for no reason but well, whatever they maybe they do anyway moving on so that's that patient and it's it's a really it's actually a very sweet story and i i actually really thought that was no i mean it know, is it is a sweet story it is actually um, so, okay, so um, Ellis Gray is getting set to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the porn patient, let's go back to him. Yeah, so, so porn patient, young, like, yeah, Yang, Yang will not let so, him have his porn. As I wrote in my notes. Uh, no, 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 the power goes out. The, oh, the, the, the power goes out. So there's, as I wrote in the notes, and I feel like this is the name of a terrible album. Like, like, the like power a, going like, out is it's important. It's just the name for a. The power going out is important for later. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say your thing. I could have finished the sentence before Fine. you said that, but the, I, I, it's a terrible joke that I was trying to spit out real quick. Like I, I feel like it's the name of a really bad, like the like maybe a follow up to their their hit album by Smash Mouth, like No Porn for Pain Guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, totally. is my, what my say in my notes. Yeah, there's like there's no there's no elevator due to the power going out. And yeah, come out we'll later. get to that later. Um, and basically, like I guess the follow up is the porn guy, who by the way looks a lot like John DiMaggio. Okay. So um, the he's porn just a guy, big bearded dude. He's freaking out because he doesn't have his porn because he, you know, yeah. he's explained that and he then, needs uh, the porn for pain. And porn for pain, by the way, is I believe that was the the band that Perry Farrell formed after uh, Jane's Addiction broke up. So, um, uh, so Yang. Only '90s kids will get that joke. So Yang comes to the rescue. And um, she starts. Uh, yeah, she describes porn very badly. Porn <laughs> by these three naughty nurses, and yeah. she's very annoyed that she has to do this, but she does it anyway because that's her patient. Wow, I was in a bad, I was in a bad mood when I wrote this these notes because I, I was looking up like young Yang describes porn badly for like blah, and then the next note after it, going back to Verna whatever, uh, is Heart Lady sad that her side piece Ted died. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> I just died. Before we get there, before we get there to the big part of this entire thing, I would like to say that there were two duck sightings. Yes. Purple duck was in the heart attack room. Oh, you know, I didn't write the duck. Hallway, and there was a purple duck was also in the hallway. Oh man, that purple duck gets around. It gets around. Uh, All right. So going okay. back, let me see. Let me let me go through my notes to make sure real quick that we don't have anything other than Okay, so the power, the power goes out. Oh, by the way, the stairway was narrower in this episode. I feel like they used a different stair than they usually use. I I noted it in my notes, so it must have seemed important to me. I think they were in a much narrower stairway, like they like they couldn't get to their regular set for some reason. Who knows? So. Basically, uh, as usual, we know that George has, in the last few episodes, George has been a fuck-up. Choking. Like, he's been choking bad. And so Alex has been, like, is the one who's put in charge on this surgery. Well, and, well they're not of the indoor. Can the we indoors. get there? Okay. We're not even there yet. No, I... You're, I, like, I, way ahead of the game. You know what? You, you you interrupted me to t- say the power was out. Okay, I'm, but you're way ahead I, of the game. This is important for later. Yes, for later. So they get in the, they get in the elevator because oh, they have to oh, take this... Oh, wait. Before we go even further, we got to go before they even get in the elevator. The important thing to remember here is this guy is a cop. 
and there's a bajillion cops who are there because yes. he was shot. Good point. Like, and he's a young cop. Young. Again, like he's like I said, he's like 25. Yeah. So like this is like his first like big day on the like it's not his first it's like he's only been in the force a very short time it's like his first week or his first day or something right the entire force is so the whole force is there freaked out and so there's a lot of stress that they've got to get this guy to survive right so they take it they're literally taking him up to surgery that's where they're headed when the power goes out now the only people on the elevator are this cop who's the patient on a gurney and the two, uh, and and the two Alex interns. and Alex and George, who are the interns, and they are, and it's stuck, and it's stuck, not just stuck, it's stuck, stuck between, between floors. floors, right? And the basically, he cannot, like, he absolutely cannot. Well, he starts moved. to, he can't, he can't. Well, he can't be like they can't like pull him out of the elevator. Because well, they he, can't even open the elevator. They can't get in there. Yeah, That's at first, problem. like they have to fight to. They, they finally get the elevator open, but they're in between floors in such a way that the only they well, can the big only problem see like a is, sliver. Right. So the big problem is that he starts to to go south, mm-hmm. and they have to do something. So they get the, the they they don't do this because they're trying to bag him and get you know things moving because this he's starting to go south. But they know that they have to get him saved. Um, so they, you know, they hit the button. Somebody opens the the door. They can only get it open a very short amount of way. Basically, an, the the width of maybe like an arm and a half. You know, if you're talking like, and I'm talking like a man's arm. Okay. So they get, they happen to, to the floors, that between the floors that they're at, Burke comes running because it's his patient because it's a cardiac patient, comes running and He's laying on the floor and he's talking to them. And he's like, tell me what the numbers are. Tell me what's going on. And uh, Alex is giving him all the information. And he says, okay, you guys are going to have to do this. You have to plug the hole. There's obviously a bleeder going on. And so they're like, wait, you want us to cut into this chest? Yes, you have to do it. It's the only way you're going to do it because we can't get this thing moving. You know, and Bailey's on the phone. They're all trying to, the chief is trying to call, get the, you know, the fire department here. It's not happening. You know, it's not happening fast enough. And this right. this cop is going to die. So Burke, this is the most important part. Uh, Burke hands the scalpel to Alex. He holds the scalpel out to Alex and says, here. And Alex freezes. Now remember, the last episode, Alex was just told that he failed part of his test and he has to go retake it. And if he doesn't pass it, he's not going to be, he's going to yeah. be terminated. So he's already freaking out. George is sitting there bagging and is like, Alex, grab the, the scalpel. And Alex doesn't grab it. George grabs it and he cuts. And he basically finds the bleeder, sticks his hand in the guy's heart and clamps it up. Right. And so George ends up, and this is the birth of what we will find later. This is the beginning of a path that George is going to go down for the rest of the time he's on the show, which yes. is he's trauma George. Yes. And I think this, sh- I just realized something other than, other than later on, and we'll find him later, uh, Owen, mm-hmm. uh, other than Owen, everyone who comes in as a student who goes into trauma is the most unassuming nebbishy character. Correct. The trauma people, they always want to make the trauma, like I, it's all like the sh- if the show has like its trope, it's that basically the trauma people are always like kind of the nerdy people. Yeah. Um, because we know later on Kepler, Kepner, 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 who's like, like king, king nerd girl yeah. of all the nerd girls on the show, you know, is also, also becomes the trauma person. Yes. Um, after the fact, um, you know, like Owen is the only stereotypical trauma person. Correct. Um, and, um, before, like, 
I mean, I like I know this is going to be a short episode because we've kind of already gone through everything other than a couple of personal things about the show, like personal relationship stuff. I think we should, like, so do we, do we want to move to the personal relationship stuff? Well, we yeah, just a second. I just want to cl- oh, we'll wrap, close it up. We'll wrap, it, wrap up. it up. Yeah. So basically, um, what, what happens here is that George gets this reputation. All of a sudden, the nebbishy idiot who basically became the, yeah, yeah. the chief lackey, double o seven, the whole thing. He all of a sudden becomes the hero. He not yeah. only saves, yeah, like his, like he stick, like George stuck his finger in a dude, like the Dutch boy, like stopping the flood yeah, from the dike. Yeah, literally, like, he's like sitting there with his finger, and he's like, "I'm touching a heart. I'm touching and, a heart." And what the biggest important part about this is that Burke says to him, "George, you just flew solo, like." You don't fly solo as an intern. No, they yeah, like yeah, that's something that like residents don't even get to do until near like totally. I mean, you like, do not you do not stick your hands in someone's heart as an yeah, intern. Like, that just doesn't happen. You're like basically a civilian with a little bit of more knowledge, you know. So right, yeah, like, the fact like, that yeah. he that did would kind that, was of, that would huge. like literally that would be like if you've like like if you're in flight school and you've been up like once or twice like in the passenger seat and been allowed to hold the wheel for a moment. Right. Right. And that would be like if the pilot like put on a parachute, jumped out and said, Well land this puppy. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> like like he's like George is not like George is flying one hundred percent like I mean, he's talked through. It is Right, right. Burke but talks it, him but through. But it is but... like it's like the, it actually like it is one hundred percent like those seventies disaster movies where like the like the person who's not a pilot has to land the plane with like the, with the tower. Well, like, and it is what, what happens. It is what happens when you fly solo in a surgery. That the attending is there. Yeah. God forbid something happens, but right, they're but, not. But in this case, the attending anything. can't reach. Like, right. He so, literally can't so, get in. So like literally, there was no way. Like all all Burke could do is say, "Don't do that." Yeah. Yeah. Like or do that. But yeah, he couldn't and it's actually... all by feel too. So you know, you, he has to like yeah. go by what he's feeling. So it was really interesting. So anyway, the point is that George becomes kind of famous for this, and you hear down the road later on in other episodes the heart in the elevator guy, the heart in the elevator guy, yeah. and that's so George. Like goes, and 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 that that's like a major like like the MGM movie switch scene switch for yeah. them is now that now Alex is the guy who choked. Yes, like and Alex was always the arrogant. I'm so much better than you, George. You know, and Alex and George have a very contentious relationship throughout the Correct. show. Like, there's some pretty amazing moments to come. With yes. The, although, uh, has, has George done? Uh, have we met the the, the infamous nurse? Uh, I don't remember anymore? How I can't early even remember. on? I can't remember who. Maybe we with have her. already. I can't remember. Anyway, doesn't uh, even matter. Re- re-listen to the episode and and call in real quick and let us know. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Number is one eight hundred Meredith sucks. So I guess we could go to the interpersonal yes, stuff. We can go uh, one thing we completely forgot to mention yeah. um, what, about the Ellis Gray thing is this is the episode where I mean it's we know they have a relationship, but this is the episode where he goes in and actually talks to her. Oh yeah, and she says You're talking about Weber. Weber Weber goes in and talks to her and like she actually says like. I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna leave Thatch. We can do that. We can run off together. Right. And he has to act out the scene all over again. Oh, that's so hard. You know. And at some point, Bailey apparently let Weber know he fucked up, but I don't know how because it's not listed in this wiki. I okay. just searched the whole thing while you were talking. So like, and Weber is only mentioned in like the the cast listings and who which doctors are on what. So like, there's no description of when uh, unless it's under chief. Like Bailey, I, but I don't know. But. Oh, maybe maybe he gets he messes up because oh I know why because it's the reason why the power's out because of the generators he was supposed to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Bailey basically says, basically, you know, like, like you didn't do this, and you because yeah. because uh, basically uh, we've learned we're gradually learning that like Bailey is kind of the chief's right hand. Uh, right hand. She's woman. the work she's, wife. Yeah, she's she's his work wife, and she is the one who actually like 
keeps all the things running, like the the little details. Yeah. That uh, he, you know, while he handles the big picture. Correct. And so, uh, but yeah, we, but Bailey gets away with totally like, Bailey also apparently at some point uh, gives Meredith shit about something, you know, like, which is delightful, but I wish I, I don't know how. It probably has to do with Shepard and it probably has to do with yeah. her being like, now it is a problem. Now it is, per, it is in my business. It is dealing with my work time. I like come to work and I don't want to deal with your personal shit. Right. And I'm sure that's what it was about. Because that happens at least once or twice. Yeah. In the- oh, and the song, I, I, I'm i guessing it's I Hear the Bells by Mike Doughty. Uh-huh. But the song, when George is doing the um, mm-hmm. doing the, the surgery, sounds kind of like if Tusk by Fleetwood Mac was slowed down. <laughs> it's a very odd piece of music to my ears. Um, let me see. Some other, like, I guess some interpersonal things we need to get to is Meredith is now on hold with Derek. Yes. Like she's she's insisting that she's not going to get involved with him right now. Mm-hmm. So um, and I think um, oh um, and and Alec <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, Mer- yeah, Mer- Meredith is uh, goes to the bar at the end, um, and uh, basically she's going to get sh- getting drunk, and and Joe's like Meredith Derek will come any minute, and Derek is actually just sitting there. Like, apparently, and Addison, like, walks up to him and says she looked at him the entire day, stands up, well, you found me, and she asks if he's going to sign the divorce papers or not. Right. And basically, so he never shows up. Meredith is at the bar by herself. And oh, at, right, because she did the pick me. Yeah. She, she oh, that's, me. yes. We didn't talk about yes, that. Yes, I, I was, I, you know what? I, here, let me, I, 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 that I wanted to talk about. She says, love me, love me. And it may be the lowest point in all of human existence. Mm-hmm. It is the worst acting. It is all right, look, I'm a little too hard on Ellen Pompeo probably a lot of the time. Yes. And I'm only saying that so that I it, we can be clear here that I am saying this with all due consideration. This is the worst acting I've ever seen. <laughs> and I have actually judged middle schoolers <laughs> doing scenes. This is the worst acting I've ever seen. It's 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 g- 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 god awful. Um, oh, it's not my favorite. Oh, and there's a flashback. There is? There's a flashback. Meredith has a memory about the carousel. Oh, that happened. This is here? the first appearance of the carousel. Oh, wow. Which is a big deal the in her life. Carousel keeps later. turning. Yeah. You that's know, a, that's so, a mantra uh, that, that Ellis Gray says a lot. Yes. And uh, this is the carousel. You know, like, let's just put this in his foreshadowing because this is going to be like 60 episodes before the carousel, maybe more before the carousel really like comes into its own it's true. as a thing. I, I was pretty impressed that it came out that early. I was like, yeah, holy shit, I the carousel. I forgot it came out that early. You know, um, so yeah, Meredith says she loves me. That's really crappy. Um, and when Kate, there's a scene where Kate Walsh is watching everything, and mm. it's just like I, I just had to be like, and I, remember, I'm totally on, I'm totally on, on, on team, uh, team uh, Addison this mm-hmm. season. Like this rewatch, I, I, like I said before, like I think I said the first, like earlier, I didn't care that much about Addison the first time around, but I am totally, I am totally on her team this yeah, time around. Yeah, Addison's um, great. But like Kate Walsh is just quietly standing there being better than Meredith, and it's just like, mm-hmm. Eric, what are you She's doing? She's even better with her coffee acting. Yes, I know, so good with that. Um, and oh, and then Burke uh, still oh, yeah. doesn't really quite know what's going on in his relationship with Yang. And like my final note on this whole thing is that Clueless Burke is still the best Burke. Yes, like, I agree. Like when, there's something Isaiah when Washington when he looks, he has this like, like his teeth are kind of like he has this like teeth up like like you know he's exposing his teeth and he just sort of has this like gape jawed look yeah. of like what yeah that like he's this because like he is this guy who's like he's a tall handsome man who's 
got this gravitas to him normally, but man, he's it's so great to watch him be like, oh, yeah, when oh, he's completely what? confused, <laughs> you know, and it's like true. and 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 Yang has him completely with his big turtlenecks, yeah, oh, awesome. So that was uh, we actually did pretty good. Oh, and then oh, and that's right, and oh yeah, and what happens is yeah, Christina comes in and she she uh, burks in his. This is what happens actually. This is why I like I'm gonna I want to explain it because it's actually finish boring. it out. She's rolling her eyes, even though I'm the one talking about her Finish beloved it out, Grey's baby. Anatomy. Finish it out. What happens is, Christi- it's the end of the episode. Burke is passed out in the, the attending like sleep rooms in the bunk ro- in the, the bunk, bunk bed. Bunk bed, and she just barrels in, turns on the light, slams the door. He wakes up, and she says, "So here's where we are. I work too much. I'm competitive. I'm always right, and I snore." And he's like, "What?" And she says, "I'm trying here." And he's like, "What?" And she says, "Okay, we're a couple. Whatever. Don't make a big deal about it." She turns, walks to the door, holds the door knob, turns around, jumps in the bottom bed to reach him, and kisses him. They both smile. And she leaves. Yay! So that's what he was confused about. Great. I just realized that's kind of so important. Is yeah, that they, they are now they officially are now a officially couple. a couple. And that is that is everything I know about this episode. This is going to be probably our shortest episode yet. Pro- I don't know. Actually, finally, an episode that's shorter than one of their well, the actual episodes, it's but not by minutes, much, baby. So. Yeah, but we're normally like we're at like fifty minutes. Are we? we? Well, maybe. I we don't know. Are. I don't know. We managed to talk a lot. Anyway, because we went on a whole side tangent about Wu Tang. We did, which was nice. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah. So I guess way- we're we're trying to come back. We'll actually like. Ugh, I guess I'll. Ugh. I guess I'll watch season two, episode six with you soon. Yes. And um, if you are interested in our other, our sister episode, our sister, sister podcast, podcast. Match Made in Space, we are we are back with that too. By the time this airs, I should already have, we already recorded uh, the next episode of that. That's episode 29. It's Roadhouse. Um, which again, one of the great 80s classics. Um, I, 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 I've been editing that, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a little lackluster on that episode. Mm. I'm kind of low-key in Are a you? weird way that, like, like I can't believe I'm as low-key because I love that movie. But, um, well, I'm not going to ask you to re-record it. Heck no. <laughs> no, y'all y'all are stuck with it. And y'all have probably already heard it because I think I don't think anyone listens to just the one and not the other. Some do. No, actually, the one, but the ones who do who do listen to just this aren't going to listen to Match Made in Space no matter what the movie. It's true. Um, so, even, even if we tell them that, yes, um... Uh, Weber's wife is uh, is in, in some uh, of those in episodes, the right. Um, right? But anyway, so um, yeah, so uh, this is. Um, oh, well, yeah, you want to actually? Uh, oh, tell us, tell yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, we are located. You you probably found us on iTunes, or you found us at Match Made in not Match Made in Space at hardgraysnight.com. Um, we actually have a Facebook page that I never check that people occasionally look at and I feel bad. Like, I feel like we should do more with it, but we aren't. Uh, so far, maybe we will. Um, you know, if you want us to, let us know. Um, you can send us an email at hard, uh, I mean, hardgraysnight at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hardgraysnight. Um, you uh, can find Allie on Twitter at A-L-I underscore Goodman, and she will gladly say positive things about Grey's Anatomy with you. And you can find me at Hitler Puncher, and I will gladly bag on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> with you, uh, whichever one. And I, I will bag especially hard on Meredith. I probably won't have bad things to say about Addison, but, uh, you know, totally. that's as may be. And maybe, maybe we, uh, since it's going to be a long time before we uh, before we discover it on this show, but maybe we'll, maybe we can learn the weird dichotomy that uh, every sister that Meredith Grey has is so much better than her for me. <laughs> um, right on. 
Um, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you for uh, you know listening to our uh, not so triumphant return. We Woo-hoo! hopefully will be back very soon with the next episode. We're yes. trying to get back on track um, after a very long hiatus. Yes, the longest I think we've had yet. Yes, uh, on any of our podcasts. Yes. Um, I guess I don't have more to say. So, Great. well, uh, so this has been a hard gray's night. And we're signing off. Kiss off. Do, 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 do.